Are you ready for some spring? Meteorological spring, that is. I'm Don Paul. Welcome to my podcast, Don Paul's Bits of Blather on weather, climate, and this time around, the beginning of meteorological spring. Having just finished meteorological winter on a very cold note, we still managed to tie the record in Buffalo for the warmest February on record. We would have broken it if Thursday this week hadn't been so darn cold. So ending on a brief wintry note, that'll do it for wintry weather for the foreseeable future. Having said that, those of you who garden may be tempted on some of the warmer days coming up in the next couple of weeks to get going early on planting things which should not yet be planted. You can safely plant many root crops, and you can look on Cornell Cooperative Extension as to what kinds of plants uh, that are sheltered in the soil from frost, but it is way too early to plant anything that's vulnerable to frost. Even with above average temperatures, there is some limited potential for some patchy inland frost, say on next Thursday and Friday mornings, looking at temperature profiles, uh, and it's just too soon. Typically, our last frost killing danger, killing frost dangers occur in May, uh, even during the earlier times in this century, and killing frosts are becoming less common as you get into May, but definitely too early as we're in early March, no matter how beautiful a day rolls into town. And uh, even on this Friday, temperatures are recovering quickly to above average. Average high this time of the year, 37. We should make it to the low 50s by mid-Friday afternoon. And the upper 40s to low 50s on a mostly cloudy Saturday, there could be a few sprinkle-esque, very light showers here and there toward Saturday morning and during Saturday, but most of the day will be dry. And Sunday, temperatures should be reaching the upper 50s, way above average, and it should be basically dry, but not too much sunshine. It's been a disappointing season for avid skiers with very little help from nature at the ski resorts, especially places in Cattaraugus County, with most of our lake effect events occurring on west-southwest or southwest winds rather than the westerly winds off Lake Erie, which steer lake effect farther south into the southern tier. Snowmaking has gone reasonably well at times, and there's still some skiing to be had, but uh, this is going to be a tough weekend, and you may want to check that Western New York Ski Report link um, online to see what slopes are open at places like Holiday Valley. Now, as we get into next week, our best chance for measurable precipitation will be later Monday night and Tuesday, and it will be liquid because on Monday, ahead of a cold front and low pressure area, temperatures will soar to the upper 60s. Then we'll be cooling back uh, possibly to the upper 40s by Wednesday, but that's still well above average. So not too much kvetching on that. And then recovering back into the 50s late next week. Uh, and uh, the rest of the precipitation in the seven-day period looking very unimpressive. And then as we look ahead to the second week in the month, uh, we're still looking at a tendency toward above average temperatures across the north central United States, the Great Lakes, the Northeast. And this has been the warmest winter on record for much of the lower 48. And that is partly a product of the strong El Nino, which is just beginning to fade, along with uh, the change in climate, uh, which is due to human activity. We have those two uh, primary forces working in tandem. Now, uh, you should know, if you're a gardener, that 
soil temperatures are going to be warming more rapidly than usual because there is no snow cover or won't be any by the time we get into the weekend, which means root plantings should do pretty well. Uh, the lake is at 36. That's a record time warm reading for this time of the cold weather season. And uh, we'll be rising up to about oh, 40 or 41 by the time the eclipse gets here. And I do want to throw in having been a speaker at the Erie County Eclipse Preparedness Workshop downtown on Thursday, some things I learned from Professor of Ophthalmology and Chair of Ophthalmology at UB Medical School, Dr. James Reynolds, uh, for those of you with young children at home. His strongest recommendation is that children under three should not be partaking in viewing of the eclipse. It's almost impossible to get them fitted properly with the proper filtering glasses, and they should be given other activities to stay occupied during this event. He also advises strongly against trying to see the eclipse through binoculars or telescopes unless you have had them fitted with specially made filters for binoculars and telescopes. The idea that you can look through a telescope with protective glasses is a myth, he said. In fact, it actually uh, focuses the telescope does the light increases its magnitude by an order of at least 10 and increases the risk to permanent eye damage same goes for binoculars i hadn't given this much thought but he went through the physics of it and uh, if you're not prepared to get those filters his strong expert advice is don't do it so those are the basic tips i'm going to have more information on the eclipse over the next couple of weeks here on the podcast and in some Buffalo News articles here and there. I thank you for listening this far. Please share, please follow. And this podcast is available on uh, almost every single podcast platform, not just Spotify. So I'll talk with you real soon.